What is going on, DC? This is Move the District, hosted by yours truly, Mike Yassin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to highlighting members of the Washington, DC health and fitness community and giving you the correct information, no BS, to help you live a life that's active, healthy, and fulfilled. All right, welcome to episode two of Move the District. I'm really excited for today's episode, guys. This is our uh, first ever guest here on the show. Uh, today, we have the one and only David Magida. He is the host of Spartan Race on ESPN and NBC Sports, founding member of the Spartan Pro Team, the author of Essentials of Obstacle Race Training, and he is the owner of Elevate Interval Fitness, right here in Washington, DC. Uh, basically, I uh, refer to him as the Ryan Seacrest of Spartan Racing. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, that, is, that is quite an introduction. I, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take that, that tagline and, and take it with me. You know, it just seems like, you know, right now, I think we've, we've probably known each other for about two years, right, I think. And, yeah, uh, you know, you are just always on the go, whether it's, you know, competing in races, performing, you know, with uh, on, on camera or with, uh, you know, Elevate. It just seems like you're always on the go, always doing something. And, uh, you know, it just uh, reminds me of uh, Ryan Seacrest, and he's the, uh, the guy in Hollywood with uh, – every single uh job everywhere you look he's uh you, he's everywhere so you know they call him the hardest working man in show business you know and you could probably say the same for you the hardest working guy in uh, <laughs> in fitness yeah there's a lot of hard workers in this industry so i uh, i'll take that one though yeah yeah so uh why don't you give us a little bit of background about uh elevate and uh where to come from and uh what uh what is it yeah, so Elevate is a group training facility here in Washington, D.C. We actually have two locations. We've got our first on 14th Street in Northwest D.C. Um, and our second in Southwest D.C., uh, right around uh, M Street. And uh, basically, we run 60-minute classes. Everything is pre-prepped uh, for you to basically get the best, most efficient, high-quality workout possible in an hour. Um, everything is about uh, technique and accountability and really kind of pushing people to their limits. That's really our big differentiator. Um, and so we bring a bit of a competitive uh, and, and high level intensity atmosphere to the boutique studio environment. Um, classes are two halves uh, for our classic hit class. So strength and mobility work with like dumbbells, kettlebells, TRX, sandbags, body weights, mini bands, all that stuff that a personal trainer might throw at you. And then because I'm an endurance athlete, um, there is a, a heavy emphasis on running, uh, some mm -hmm. treadmill work as well as air bike and rowing machine. Uh, and we have a program that's our breakthrough program, which is uh, where you hyper-focus on just one element of your training or another. So we have a, a strength class, breakthrough strength, which is going to be uh, a lot of hypertrophy training. It's going to be, supersets, German volume training, um, a lot of high intensity work, a lot of time under tension, things like that for an hour. And then an additional class, which is my endurance program, uh, Breakthrough Endurance, which is 
one hour of mostly running focus where we start with things like aerobic capacity and then we move into like hill work, lactate threshold, uh, speed work and power output. Um, and sometimes we, we work some strength into that as well, depending on where we are in the race season and what we're training for. And maybe there's a, a specialty event that requires some strength as well that might get worked in there for some of the cycles and some of the phases there. I love that. I think that's awesome. It's, it's, you know, having been, uh, attending classes now for, for several years, I can definitely attest to, uh, the, uh, intensity of, uh, of an elevate workout <laughs> is, uh, is probably, uh, you know, up there in terms of, uh, some of the, uh, most challenging workouts here in the city, uh, and probably in terms of what I've ever done in my, in my life. Uh, where did, where did the idea for elevate come from? Where, uh, what, 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 you know, what was that born out of? So I was um, working a, a nine to five job and here in DC and just kind of hated my job and and, and I wasn't really, <laughs> I wasn't really cut yes, out. Yeah, I wasn't for you. <laughs> cut. I wasn't cut out for sitting in a cubicle all day. And um, so I was racing a lot. I was um, I was running for the Spartan Pro Team and I was basically getting up in the morning, running to work, working out before work, eating super clean. And then working out at my lunch hour and then running home at night and, and racing and traveling every weekend and racing and having a lot of success traveling around the country, winning races. Um, and uh, that circuit was growing. That whole sport was the fastest growing sport in the world at the time, right. obstacle racing. And, um, and I gained a lot of notoriety, especially in this region. And, um, I, people started reaching out to me and saying, Hey, can you coach me? I'd, I'd love to, to get some one-on-one -on -one sessions with you. And then it became small group sessions and then it became outdoor large group sessions. And before I knew it, I was having like 50, 60 people show up for these outdoor workouts. And, oh man. Um, and we said, you know, man, this is, this is really cool. Uh, we, and I said, I love doing this. Like I, I found something I actually love. And yeah. I said, let's, let's, let's just go a step further. Like I've been a personal trainer when I was younger, but I wasn't sure if, you know, look, diving into a full career in fitness was really like a possibility. And I was starting to realize, you know, this is what I want to do. So I took the chance. I, I left my job, I signed a lease and we went for it. We basically bottled my training into a boutique environment. So it's a little bit grittier. It's more mm -hmm. aggressive with our movement patterns and with the way we set up the program. And there's a lot more intentionality to the program. It's not like a lot of these other treadmill studios where it's just like whatever the coach feels like doing that day. Elevate yep. is about like, you're in the program. This is what we're doing. Every class that day is, is this is the class. Like, um, there's no like randomness to yeah. it. Yeah. Game plan your day, game plan your success. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. Now where, um, what, what percent of those original people would you say were obstacle course racing racers versus, you know, the general population? Um, you know, who, who were the people that, you know, helped get you started? You know, those outdoor classes were all people that just like, they did a race or they wanted to do an obstacle race and they were like, wow, this is, this is so much fun. Or man, I, I really, I'm afraid of this. I need to train for this. Right. So we started that way. And the cool thing about an obstacle race is that, um, it really requires every element of fitness. You have to be able to run, you have to have endurance, you have to have uh, explosiveness to like jump over things and mobility to crawl under things and strength to climb over things. And so you have to train every element of your fitness. And so it works really well if you're, I mean, if you're fit for an obstacle race, you're pretty much fit for anything. So 
Um, it started that way. And then when we actually signed the lease on the studio, it, it became one of those things where I used a lot of those original people to help me uh, fill up my first few weeks of classes. Not that they were full. There'd be like four people in most of the classes, but um, to get some bodies in there initially and um, for help, to help me kind of shake out how we would operate. And we did a lot of test classes with those loyalists um, in the beginning. And then the rest of the people came from literally myself and Jamel, who you know very well, who's my, my right-hand man, yep. uh, the first hire there. He and I sat in front of a construction site for months every day with a table and just hollered at every single person that walked by on the sidewalk. Um, and just, even if they weren't interested, we just keep talking to them and talking to them and talking to them and, um, and eventually convincing them to, to join and buy memberships. And, um, and I still have a lot of people from, from back then who, who took a leap of faith on us and, and looked in at a, a concrete construction site. And we told them this will be the best gym in the world. Just, you know, sign up now and you'll see, and you won't regret it. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's, that's awesome. Where, um, now in terms of the people who are members now, I mean, how many people do optical course racers racing? Are there, is it like majority optical course racers, majority people? It's everybody. It's totally, it's, it's everybody. It's, I mean, there, we have a lot of people that are competitive athletes that are like runners and, and triathletes and obstacle course racers, or, or they play uh, adult league soccer or they're former college athletes or whatever. We have a lot of that, but we have a lot of just ordinary people who are just looking to be fit. And they're like, wow, this is the most effective way for me to be extremely fit. And it's also very social. It's an amazing community. So like a lot of their social life is derived from it. And they just kind of learn to enjoy pushing themselves a lot more. So we have that element. Yeah, but, I mean, oh, go uh, ahead, sorry. But, but I was gonna say, but, but we are always pushing these people to do more. So we do like challenges every couple months or every month and a half, we have another Elevate Challenge where it's like a competition and you sign up, it's free for members and you can come out and see where you stack up and give yourself something to train for. And we'll send, you know, 100 or 140 people to a Spartan race if one comes to town. Like everyone's an athlete. That's, yeah. that's always been kind of my mentality. And, and Hell it's yeah, man. people realize that. If you have a body, you're an athlete. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's the model, you know, we, we have here at Big League. And, uh, you know, I think you guys do a great job of, you know, encouraging people to, you know, test themselves and, and challenge themselves. And I think that goes a long way towards the community you guys have built at Elevate. You know, I think, uh, you know, with, with the challenges and getting people to, you know, slowly but surely, uh, you know, come over to that optical course racing side. And, uh, you know, like you think you said you had 140 people that did the, uh, the Spartan challenge down here at Nats Park last year. Um, yeah, it was crazy. You know, what, what do you think's gone in, what's gone into that, um, building that community? What, what do you think has been the most important part for that? I mean, I think the big thing is, um, one, it's, it's the ability to, to have fun with it too. Like it's not just be competitive. It's, it's find the fun in the competition. And then, um, I think one thing that, that often gets overlooked with athletes is like the, the team element of, mm -hmm. of being an athlete on a team and encouraging one another and like getting really excited when you see somebody else succeed or overcome something that, that, you know, they were afraid of or, um, or, or really just kind of breaking through that wall and reaching that next level. And, and um, so I think a lot of that is like, people feel very empowered. They do a competition or an event or something like that. And then they realize, Oh man, that wasn't as scary as I built it up in my mind or, 
oh my God, I can't wait to do the next one to do even better. And, and they, they get a lot of, they get a, a, an amazing sense of pride from what they accomplish. And I think that goes for class too. Like when you have a program, a training program that is this challenging where like you need to literally like hype yourself up before you go in, you need to be like, did I fuel right? Did I sleep right before yeah. class? Like, um, I think the people that, that come out of that, they're like, man, it's a special club of people that are like, man, like most people couldn't do this. Not that they couldn't do it. They, they are too scared to do this or they won't do this or they, um, or they can't dominate this class the way I can because I've been doing it for a while and now I'm in the best shape of my life. Like there's a lot of that too. Like it's just building people's confidence to a level that it really hasn't been before. Yeah. And then I think, I think the, uh, you know, having, you know, getting through it and then, uh, you know, seeing the other people around you and seeing how they're able to get through it too. And, and fostering that, that belief that, Hey, like we got through this, we can do this. And, uh, cause Hey, obstacle course races, uh, are hard. Elevate classes are hard. And, uh, you know, being able to get through them and you kind of like have, you know, a group of people to, to get through that, that tough stuff. Uh, I think, you know, it just fosters that bond and, uh, it, you know, it does, but you know what else? Like, uh, you know, part of what the, the secret to the success is, um, all of our coaches, they practice what they preach. So like, you know, you, how many times you've been in a class and there's like multiple coaches diving in and doing the workout too. And they're like dying worse than anybody because, they're pushing their limits too. And, and I think there's something to be said that like you set the right example and you show people like, I'm not just here to make you suffer. Like I'm a master of putting together incredibly hard workouts that mm -hmm. like for momentary moments in time, you might be like, I hate this and moments in time, you might be like, I love this, but, but I'm willing to die in there too. And so are all the rest of the people on the team. And I think that endears you to a lot of people that like you're willing to push not just them, but yourself too. And then, that really brings a community together. Absolutely. I think, you know, being able to see, you know, that person who's the leader in your group, you know, practice what they preach. And they're not, they're not just telling you to get down and do, you know, 25 burpees. They're going to get down and do it with you, or they're going to be on the treadmill sprinting with you, or, you know, whatever the case might be, not just an elevate button, you know, wherever. Uh, I think having that, that leader down there in the trenches with you, I think that really goes a, uh, a long way. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the programming at Elevate. What, what goes into the programming at Elevate? Um, you know, it, it depends what we're really focused on. And, mm -hmm. and obviously, um, we have a skill of the week every week, and that's going to just raise the overall competency of the, uh, the general community as a whole. Mm -hmm. And typically there's two skills over the course of that week. And, and we try to make them progressive and it might be, uh, it might be something like a TRX skill and it's two skills that maybe build on one another, or it could be like, okay, we're working on rowing technique because that's something that like uh, people that have been coming for four years still need to be reminded again and again and again, like we brush up on our technique and we can become much better. And then um, a lot of the programming, I would say the most sophisticated programming comes in our breakthrough program. That's mm -hmm. our level two, our advanced stuff. And um, that's where we can really get into um, are we going to work a little bit more on, um, with our strength work, for example, are we going to work a bit more on building, uh, muscular endurance? Or are we going to work a bit more on building power? It kind of depends. Uh, everything kind of builds on itself over the course week by week as we go through these, these programs. But, um, endurance is the one that I would say is the most sophisticated in terms of like really fitting in with what we're training for like earlier in the season you're going to see a lot more uh, aerobic capacity work base building type stuff in the workouts there 
And then as the season progresses, we get much more into like fine tuning, improving our speed, improving our ability to do high power output and, and possibly adding um, the ability to transition from aerobic to anaerobic back and forth a bit more. Um, so there's a lot of thought that goes in, but a lot of it's based upon, I always say elevate training is really just my training. Right. <laughs> and then I just kind of share it with everybody else. And they're like, well, I know David must have a, a mountain race coming up because we're doing a ton of hills these days, <laughs> something like that. Um, and then, you know, the other big thing is like, we are highly encouraging our members to um, get in on other things, like uh, make sure that you are building your aerobic base. Like right now, like right now, of course, is a great time to do that while we're doing so much outdoor training and things like that. But um, the introduction of our vinyasa and yin yoga programs also <laughs> to try and, and increase people's range of motion and their mobility and create resiliency and durability so that we don't have injuries and things like that. Um, those are, are I think, going to be really significant for us in the coming year. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk, let's talk about, uh, you know, how things are going right now with everything with, with COVID. Um, what, uh, how have you guys adapted? What, uh, obviously the gyms are closed all over, all over the country here. What, uh, how have you guys, you know, changed things up? Well, you know, uh, we opted, we, we saw the writing on the wall, I would say, and, and we opted to close the studio on March 15th. In the evening, we sent out an email, you know, four or five times that week, we sent updates like, you know, okay, here's what we're changing now. And it's, you know, we want you to be safe. And we just continued to, to kind of change what our plan was. And then on the night, it was a Sunday night. And uh, I just emailed our members and said, you know, like, I don't know how we can be a leader in the health and wellness space and stay open right now. Yeah. And put your health and wellness at risk. So we closed one day before the mayor issued the order. Um, and so the 16th was our first day not open and yeah. we, um, had already been planning for this. We, we had spent about, a, we spent a couple of weeks writing programming for online body weight workouts yep. and we filmed and edited and uploaded and distributed our first workout by noon on that first Monday. Um, so we missed zero days, got it out to our members. And then by the next day we were releasing them at 7am every morning and, uh, so we have already recorded, it's crazy, we've already recorded uh, 100 um, on-demand workouts. Wow. 100. And, uh, and we've recorded, we do live workouts too. So, so every morning our members can either um, do the on-demand workout that's sent to them, plus one day a week they get a vinyasa yoga, one day a week they get a yin yoga, and one day a week they get a supplementary kettlebell workout one day a week they get a supplementary dumbbell workout oh man and uh so we're sending a ton of content and then we content 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 tons of content and then um we're also doing live uh zoom workouts um six of those a week right now and and we're looking into expanding that as well um we certainly have no shortage of content that we're, we're getting our members but Never. the workouts are are very challenging very fun and then we're sending running workouts in the emails to our members as well. Like try this running workout this week, try this one, try this challenge, things like that. Um, so a lot of content and our members, basically we said to them, like, you know, like obviously this is a really tough spot for us because mm -hmm. we, we count on you to be able to pay our staff, pay our bills, all that. And we are, um, you know, we had a flood of our 14th street studio in January that we never yep. got reimbursed for uh, by, by uh, insurance for. So yeah. So, you know, kind of the, the, the safety, uh, I guess the rainy day fund, let's call it, that was gone. So, uh, so 
um, we just kind of, we were honest with our members about that, yeah. um, where we are and that we want to be here when this is over and we don't know how long this will last. So we said, listen, you know, um, you have the right to suspend your membership. If you want to do that, um, just let us know. Um, but if you can continue to support us and keep your, your membership uh, active, um, we would be tremendously grateful. That's the kind of thing that's going to help save this place so that we're here when this is over and things go back to normal, quote unquote. Yeah. And um, we gave people the option if they wanted, they could, they could convert their membership to a uh, Elevate at Home daily digital membership where you just get the digital workouts in your inbox, mm-hmm. the on-demand stuff. And that's $59 a month. And then anyone who kept their membership gets the live workouts for free. Anyone who, who converted or suspended, they could still purchase the live workouts. They can buy a single one uh, for like 15 bucks or they can, um, or they can buy like a punch card for like, you know, 10, 12 bucks per class. They could get, um, they can get live classes. So we, we have all these options for people. That's, I think that's really important, especially nowadays, with just the uncertainty out there, just having options and communicating those options, I think is so important. Yeah, you know, and, and people are, uh, for a lot of people, they, they're still making money and a lot of people mm-hmm. are not. And, you know, we want to make sure that we have options for everyone. We're working on some, some uh, financial hardship community support initiatives and stuff like that to try and get some of our folks who, who right now aren't having an income, try and get them back into the fold. So uh, more to come on that shortly. How, uh, how have the workouts changed, you know, being online versus, uh, you know, in the studio, uh, better, worse, the same? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing is we're, we're doing the majority of our work with body weight right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not going to get the same kind of muscular uh, impact that you would have. It's a lot more muscular endurance. Um, that's one big change. Also, when you don't have, uh, when you don't have equipment, there's a lot less pull strength that you can do and a lot less biceps and lats and things like that. It's a lot more quads, glutes, chest, abs. A lot more push work, absolutely. A lot of push work. So um, that's why we are encouraging all of our members to take our strength classes when they can because if you have weights, if you're rented weights, if you have stuff at home, if you have bands, whatever you have, that class is going to get a lot more of that uh, that pull work. We're trying to, we're trying mm-hmm. to balance out the bodies the best that we can. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's super important because I think right now, like people are just kind of just going through the motions and doing whatever they, they know at home. And so it, and it's just so important to have a plan when you're doing this stuff. Cause like, you know, how many people are just going to go out there and just do a hundred pushups and, you know, a hundred squats and, and, you know, go for a run. And, you know, they don't work on any of those pulling muscles. And, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, I think imbalances can be, uh, you know, end up getting caused by that. Exactly. And um, so that's a big change for us. And then the other big change would be um, because of the fact that we're delivering a workout to you where we, we do the whole workout with you, um, which I think is unique. I mean, you see a lot of people delivering workouts, but they're basically like, hey, here are these four exercises and here's how many reps you're going to do. Have at it. And we're like, nah, like we have two coaches like killing themselves doing that workout with you. One of them is talking the whole time. It's been fun watching you suffer and uh, also coach at the same time. Oh, miserable when I'm doing Cause you know, you have like no, no oxygen going to your muscles when you're like, you're just speaking the entire time straight. It's, it's through. tough enough um, just to talk for an hour straight, let alone, you know, do a full uh, high intensity workout. So yeah, that's hard. That's hard, but it's good. You know, it's keeping me accountable and keeping me in shape and 
and I'm doing these every single day. So, um, so I am, uh, although I'm probably not as, uh, just straight up explosive or powerful as I was before. I'm very strong right now. I'm doing a lot of sit-ups and push-ups and squats and lunges. Um, the other thing is, um, the format of the class, like we often have like really fun, um, unique programming in the class with partner workouts and I go, you goes and chippers mm-hmm. and AMRAPs and all kinds of fun stuff. And we've really scaled it back to mostly intervals because I think when you're at home working alone, it's probably better for you to stay accountable if we have you on a timer and you're hammering for 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever, as opposed to you being on a totally different rhythm than, than the coaches on the screen who are, you know, five exercises ahead of you in an AMRAP. Um, so, so that was something we really thought about was, was simplifying how we presented it and doing a lot more interval based stuff, which is, fine because our roots are we are elevate interval fitness we are we are down with intervals but you can do a lot of creative ways you know you can do at long intervals that have three or four different exercises that you got to get through and you're maxing out of the last round or you can do top of the minutes or you can do two minute long intervals or tabatas or double tabatas or you know there's a there's there's no shortage of what you could do no no absolutely not have you guys been uh having uh clients get um resourceful with their equipment, you know, in terms of uh, what they're using, you know, milk jugs and bed sheets and things like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, some of the things that we've implemented, like our, uh, if you can just find like a bath towel, you can do uh, like ISO hold deadlifts and things like that, uh, which are awesome. We're doing a lot of stuff with like hand towels um, with tension, trying to rip the towel, you know, the hands away from each other and, and then doing uh, things like halos and snatches and high pulls and, and presses and things like that with it, which are unique and rose. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're having people load up backpacks with books and using that for waiting. We got all kinds of stuff that we're doing. You know, I know some people are saying, you know, bicep curls with milk jugs and stuff, but you know, right. I don't need you making a mess in your house. We keep it reasonable. reasonable. Yeah. I've, I've had some, uh, some uh, patients use uh, liquor bottles, and they've uh, been very nervous to use the liquor bottles uh, during this time. They don't want to make I'm sure surprised they- that they have any liquor in those bottles these days. Well, usually they might have to, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're usually half drink. So, you know, we have to either, you know, <laughs> go extra slow or do some extra reps to make up for the, uh, the missing uh, liquor in the bottles. But, but yeah, what, what would you say is the most uh, unique thing you've seen someone use or you guys have used as a uh, uh, workout equipment? I have seen, well, for, for me, I would say the, the, the large towel deadlift is really awesome. Um, that, that to me was the one that shocked me the most in terms of how much it absolutely demolished me. Um, because we were just doing three second ISO deadlift holds where you're just trying to rip the towel, you're standing on the towel and you're holding mm-hmm. each end and you're trying to rip the, the towel in half basically by doing a deadlift. Yeah. Um, that demolished me on a level I just was not expecting. Oh um, yeah. I loved it. Nice uh, little deadlift ISO, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We were doing three second holds for 40 seconds at a pop uh, last week when we did those. And um, yeah, that, that's a crusher. Um, and then, you know, I seen some weird stuff. I saw somebody take like two milk jugs and put a broom through it and then do deadlifts with it. I thought that was, that was pretty funny. Not really heavy enough for me, but you know, it's something. Move the District is sponsored by Big League Performance and Rehab. 
At Big League Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. Yeah, I, I saw someone, they did, uh, they were doing back squats with uh, some sort of like metal pull on their back and they had cinder blocks on, uh, on each side and they were doing back squats with that. And I thought that was just next level. Totally, totally next yeah. level. Yeah, it's always funny when I, I'll uh, talk to clients about like, oh, what are you, uh, how are you, you know, adding weight to this? And they're like, oh, I, I just grabbed this bag of kitty litter and I did my squats with that. And I was like, genius. Yeah, you're seeing people doing swings with laundry detergent or putting their dog on their back or whatever. Yeah, yeah just, I think this whole quarantine is uh, basically just a battle of resourcefulness. Like, what are you going to, how are you going to, you know, keep up with your, with your goals and, and uh, you know, just stay active during this time? Because I think it's pretty easy just to, like, sit back, you know, tune into Tiger King and, uh, you know. You know, order. you say that, but, like, I have exercised every single day. In fact, I have run all but like two days this entire time. And um, we're seeing running as being a really good outlet for a lot of our members. It's great. I've always been encouraging people to build this aerobic base. And we're seeing our members actually doing it now. And they're all on Strava in the Elevate Run Club. And they're engaging with each other and getting competitive and running weekly 5Ks and and like it's pretty neat. We're just seeing a shift is all the people that want to take their fitness seriously. They will do it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say in terms of like accountability now, how are you guys keeping people accountable? Um, The live classes are great for that because I'm in there, you know how I am. Like I'm in there looking at you like, Oh Mike, did you put one of those dumbbells down? Like pick that thing back up. And, uh, or, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely able to call people out by name, which is great. And uh, I think the, the Strava, like everyone seeing exactly how much you've run that week has been a really good accountability yeah. thing. And people are, what's cool is all of the members, not just me, but they're all like picking someone who kind of runs at about their level uh, in terms of pace and distance. And then they're like, uh, they'll post a run with, like the run they did that day, they'll post it and they'll tag the other person on Instagram and they'll be like, Hey, your turn. And we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that. Um, and you know, there's the leaderboard too. So we like we'll email out the leaderboard to people. And, um, I think that's been really fun for accountability. And, um, we just tend to be checking every yeah. single, checking in with people every single day. Like the way we've done our workout distribution is every morning at seven Oh eight AM you get the elevate at home workout in your inbox and we're touching people every day and you're waking up and you're checking your email. And the first thing you're seeing is that workout and you're going time to do another one. Like if we didn't send it all at, like we didn't send a week's worth of workouts in one email, we want every day to remind you like, get this in, let's go. Yeah. I think that consistent communication with people I think is, is super important now because it's one of those things where, you know, if you, you lose that communication, you know, with, with the members, you know, as this, you know, continues on here and then all of a sudden you know the gym is back open again and like oh i you know haven't talked to you in three months but hey do you want to come back into the gym i think it just kind of you know doesn't necessarily lead itself to the best i think um you know practices where 
um, you know, like you actually have their best interest in mind versus just having them be another gym member. And I think, yeah, I mean, and I do think our people are chomping at the bit to get back in. I mean, one from the perspective of like, man, they really want to get those, those high, high quality elevate workouts in. But then um, a lot of it is just like, man, I miss the community. I miss the vibe. I miss my friends. Yep. I, I, you know, you know, I, I miss having you in the room calling me out by name on the microphone, making fun of me, you know, <laughs> yes. like, yeah, I know, you know. Oh yeah. Plenty. Uh, what would you say? What, what are the qualities of a successful elevate athlete? Um, I would say one is, uh, being willing to work hard. You know, if you're committed to pushing yourself, that's the one thing that like, that is our expectation. Nothing will drive your coaches crazier than you just going through the motions. We just want, we don't care how good you are. We just want to know that you're trying because effort is infectious and a lack thereof is infectious too. And we don't want you coming in and tainting the community with your half effort. Um, so, so we are huge about give your all. Everybody notices when you give your all, like if you're partnered with someone and they're way better than you, but they see you busting your ass, they are going to respect you and they're going to love you. If they see you, if they see you half-assing it, it's the opposite. Um, so, so no, nobody cares like how good you are. That's right. irrelevance. Um, it's just about put out that effort, try hard, um, be enthusiastic, and be positive. That's that's really the big thing. Have fun. Like like mm -hmm. accept the fact that like we're doing this because it's a good time. It's fun to be fit. It's fun to push yourself. It's fun to be in an environment with other people working hard. And so just like. Again, keep that open mind. Be, be willing to just look at it from the perspective of like, this is a really good time. Like, this is, this is the best part of my day. Like, every other thing I did today was like, wake up, cook for myself, which is fun. But uh, like, commute to work, work all day, commute home. Oh, hell, I get to work out with 20 other people. This is awesome. Um, and they're all like excited to be here. So just like get in on that positivity, that mindset. That's really the, the biggest thing for an Elevate athlete. What would you say to the person who's thinking about taking their first Elevate class? Um, I would say you thinking doesn't really get you anywhere. So, you know, the biggest thing is just, just do it. You know, take a chance. Try it out. Don't just do one. Like, you're going to hate your first class. Like, it's mm -hmm. inevitable. Your, your first class is going to, like, you're going to be like, this is so hard. This is stupid. Why are people doing this? But just do a month commit to a month. And I bet you after a week, you're going to be like, this is pretty sweet. I'm into this. Like I got the rhythm now. I understand like the first class is so sick or swim. Yeah. You know, just kind of jump in and both feet commit, no life jacket. Like, you know, we'll, um, it's totally okay to like stop, take a breather, whatever you need to get yourself through that class. Um, but, but if you go in and you're only committed to trying it once, that's, that's not the secret. The secret is like, I'm going in, I'm committed to a month and I want to see what these guys can do. I always tell people when they join, you have to join for three months because I want to see what happens to you. If you give me 90 days to work with you, I think right. it, it'll change your friggin' life. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to, you know, in, in school and, you know, strength conditioning, we, we learn about the set principles, specific adaptations to impose demands and like, Mm -hmm. One workout's gonna suck, guaranteed. But I remember, I remember my first uh, elevate workout, and I remember walking out of there with uh, with my girlfriend Megan, and we were just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
you know, it was, it was really tough and we could barely walk out of there, but we walked out of there and, uh, I definitely remember being excited to go back again. And, uh, well, yeah, now I, you're, you're getting pretty good at your running and stuff too now. Well, that, that's the thing is I think, you know, for people, you know, it's like that first workout and you're just like, wow, I, you know, this, it can be so, um, tough to go into a, a class, you know, and, uh, you know, everyone around you, it seems like everyone around you is, you know, going a million miles an hour and you're just trying to keep up with everybody. And yeah, you don't even know what's going on. Exactly. And, and like that first class, your head's just spinning, you know, whether it's, you know, because you're doing kettlebell swings or, you know, sprints or whatever it might be. And then, you know, give yourself a chance to be like, all right, like, I know this is going to be tough, you know, this first time, the second time, this third time, but like, you know, the more and more you do it, you know, those specific adaptations occur, you know, your body adapts, you know, whether, you know, you're running on the treadmill at, you know, five miles an hour the first time or seven miles an hour the first time, you know, or whatever it might be, like, you just, you're going to slowly get better, slowly, you know, get your legs underneath you. And I think, um, you know, that, and, that, and that's the case for, I think, any workout really is like, totally. I mean, you know, every, I, I would say this, like, it will never get easy, but you will get better. Yep. And I mean, as soon as it starts to get easier, you just start lifting heavier, going faster, changing your pace, being more aggressive, like, and then it gets super hard again. But that's, that's how progress in exercise is made. Like if you're lifting weights, you know, once that weight gets easy, you add five extra pounds. Like that's just, that's how it works. Yep. And, um, you know, I, and you know, I've been an athlete my whole life, a runner, a bunch of other sports my whole life. But when I come off of not training for a period of time, like if I'm giving myself a rest for a few weeks off or whatever, yeah. and my first couple runs back are like miserable. And every time, with, every time. I start them again, I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, I used to do this like every day. This is brutal. And, oh, yeah. and then a week later you're like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's the, just, it's just what happens. Adaptation. Yep. The, the worst is after you, after you get sick and that, that first workout after you've been sick and you get back into it and you're like, Oh, I know this is going to suck. Yep. Yep. And, and, then, and, and then you're through it and then that's the worst of it. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing is just, is just getting people, you know, just to like show up and realize like, Hey, this is, you know, not just a one day thing, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's not just one workout. It's, you know, it's continuous workouts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, and that's the thing is we always preach, we preach a couple of things. And one is that you have to, you have to live it. It's gotta be a lifestyle because, um, it's, it's one of those things where when you're training, right, you're training like an athlete, you're eating like an athlete, you're sleeping like an athlete, you're doing all the recovery elements that are necessary like an athlete. And that means you're staying out of trouble. It means you are, um, sorry, it's my dog. He's sneezing. Uh, it, means, <laughs> it means that you are um, not going to the bars every night because you're like, man, I got a big workout tomorrow morning. Like I'm staying in, which means you're saving money. You're, you're sleeping better. You're eating better. You're, you're not putting all those calories in with just empty alcohol calories because you're like, I got to perform tomorrow. And you're, you're thinking about your performance first. And that all comes into the lifestyle thing. And yeah. so, you know, joining a gym like this, you look at it and you're like, well, the price tag's a bit more than joining like a, a box gym or something like that. But you're getting all this training and coaching. You're getting community. Yep. You're getting accountability. You're getting all of these, these things that are going to keep you out of trouble. And they're going to keep you from spending money because you're going to be so consumed with just being ready to go the next day. You're going to be meal prepping so you have the right fuel in your system. You're going to be doing everything right because you know it's what it's going to take. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, for myself, I know like this year I've, I've put a lot of more effort into my diet. I think that's one thing 
um, that I've been focused on. And, you know, it starts with like one meal, right? You know, two meals, three meals. And it just, you realize that it's not just about, uh, you know, it's not just about that meal. It's about you know, the lifestyle and like continuing to, you know, think about your diet. Um, and not to say that I'm not perfect with every meal, which, you know, you really can't be, but, um, you know, it's having that, you know, mindset, like this is how I'm gonna, you know, live my life versus just like, Oh, I guess I'll do this now for here for the next three weeks or the next month or whatever it is. Um, so yeah. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. We talked a lot about elevate. Let's talk about you. So where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Would you, how'd you first get into, into fitness? Uh, I, well, I grew up pretty local. I was Montgomery County, Maryland. And, um, I grew up kind of always playing sports. It was, uh, soccer and swimming as a kid. And, um, and then, um, I got, I won the first race I ever ran in fourth grade. And then, um, that was a mile. And then, um, the next year I, was another race. It was a 5k and I won that. And my dad got real excited about the idea of, uh, putting me into uh, cross country. So when I got to sixth grade, I was excited to join the cross country team, but they didn't have one. So I founded it and, uh, started running. Uh, I, st- I was training with the varsity team at my school was six through 12. So I was running with the varsity athletes in sixth grade. And, oh, uh, so I was, I was logging like 40 miles a week since I was in like sixth grade. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean that, that had an impact. And, yeah. um, as I got older, um, I was a wrestler, I was captain of the wrestling team in high school and conference champion in cross country and, um, and just was, um, I, I 13 varsity letters and 12 seasons in high school. And then, um, I went off to college to run and, uh, I was really excited about that, but I, I didn't have the right coach, not the right training program. Um, was, you know, in a bit of a growth spurt and fizzled out and got injured and ended up not running for a few years and not till college was over. And I was in grad school that I get back into running. I was running marathons and, and started running some obstacle races and, uh, you know, built myself back up into the athlete I was before, but much stronger and much larger. Um, and, uh, from there, that's when kind of Spartan race happened and, they were just emerging and they signed me to their pro team to basically travel around the country and win races and help promote the sport. And they just, you know, put calls of athletes out who could come beat these pro team guys. And, uh, so is that how you first got into it? You just, you saw like an advertisement and you were just like, Hey, I'm going to jump in and try and beat these guys. Yeah, basically. Well, the, the, the big thing was built around this guy, Hobie call, um, who's now like, he's considered kind of like the Michael Jordan of the sport. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he, they were doing this thing where I had seen ads originally that were like, just like, come try this sport. And I was like, that looks fun. And I ran a race and then I didn't think about it again. But then um, they put out a thing that was like, you know, they'll give this guy a hundred grand if he can win 20 consecutive races, who can come beat this guy? So every city they'd go to, they would um, put out a call to arms to, you know, the best runners and athletes from all these different sports to come try and beat him. And, uh, and this guy, I mean, to his credit, he defeated everyone that year. He won, he won 20 races in a row. Wow. And, uh, and I remember when I raced him after the race, he got first and I got second. And That must have killed you. Uh, I mean, it was, it was – I wanted that win, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he was in a class of his own. And yeah. I remember talking to him and he said, um, he said, what are you training for? And I said, well, you know – Right now, I'm just running races and stuff, but I, I think what I want to do is train for an Ironman. He's like, Ironman, 
that's too slow and boring for you. This is way more fun. You should focus on this. So he kind of mentored me and gotcha. uh, brought me in. I mean, flash forward, this guy's a three-time world champion in the sport now. And um, he, he, you know, convinced me that this is what I should focus on. And it totally changed the trajectory. It completely changed the trajectory of my career because um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, here I am opening a fitness studio that's um, all about, you know, training for races and things like that. And, and it's been, you know, we're going on our sixth year shortly. Yeah. Coming up on our sixth year anniversary. And the rest is history. <laughs> and the rest what, is history, you know, pending a reopening. Right, right, right. What, um, um, how, uh, I forget what I was going to say about the, uh, so how many years have you been on the, or involved with the Spartan Pro Team? So I started running races in 2011, but I only ran one that year. The next year, 2012, I ran a few, including the first ever Ultra Beast, which was like a, a, it's a beast course, which is 13 to 15 miles was the original beast course. And this was double that. It was ended up being 31 miles and it was uh, on a, on a ski mountain in Killington, very, very steep ski mountain. Um, and after that, I, I ran a couple more races and the next year I started hitting podiums like left and right. And they were like, we were starting this pro team and, you know, we were taking the 10 best racers in America to be on this team. And we, we need you, you know, kind of representing the Northeast. Um, so, so they brought me on and it was my role to, to roll up to races in DC and Virginia and be a dominant force there. But then, you know, we're racing in, Chicago, LA, or Las Vegas, Atlanta, Miami, and Seattle, you know, Austin, Texas, Dallas, you know, we're all over the place. And, um, and so I, so it's been officially since 2013, I've been on the pro team a little bit off when I started the business. I took uh, 2015, 2016 off. And then since 2017, I've been back on the pro team. That's again. awesome. What, um, what would be the number one thing if you could give, I, I, I always hate doing this, give, giving generalized uh, advice, but if there's one thing you could tell the public that they should do to maintain their health and fitness, what would it be? Well, can I say three things? Sure. Because I believe that, you know, like success with your training really comes down to three things. It's frequency. So how often are you doing it and maintaining your frequent schedule of training? Um, intensity, which is how hard are you training um, and varying those intensities. That's not just going, you know, balls to the wall all the time. It's having your days that you go totally balls to the wall, but also having your days that are completely designed for recovery. So understanding your intensity and doing it at the right levels mm -hmm. um, and duration. So how long are you doing it for? And that means the duration of your workout itself and that means sometimes you're doing 30 minute workouts or hour long workouts, or as an endurance athlete, sometimes I have to run for three hours or train for three hours and get a duration workout. But duration also uh, can refer to the duration of time that you're committing this to. So if I'm training five days a week for a month versus five days a week for a year, I'm going to have greater impact over the course of that year. So if you remember those things and you focus on your frequency, your intensity, and your duration, and you gather a deep understanding of your body as it pertains to those three things, you're going to have a lot of success. That's, I think that's awesome. Let's, uh, I got a couple uh, fun questions here for you now. What, uh, what is your walkout song? Oh, 
<laughs> Man. Uh, They're calling you, you know, at the uh, starting line there for the Spartan race. What's the song they announce you to? Man, I wish I had uh, prepared for this a little bit. I don't know, in my head, the first thing that popped into my head was like ACDC, like Back in Black. Like, All right. just really coming out. It's got to be something like kind of, kind of like medley almost. Maybe like a, maybe like a Metallica, Enter Sandman. Like, nothing I would play in the studio. <laughs> more, more <laughs> stuff, just stuff I enjoy from me. A little heavy, something a little heavier, maybe. Gotcha. Yeah, something a little bit, uh, with a little bit of intensity to get the, the hair on my, uh, all the hairs all over my skin popping up. There you go. All right. If you weren't, uh, if you didn't own Elevate, where would you be working? What'd you be doing? Um, I would probably have opened like a burger joint. A burger <laughs> joint. Uh, right. no, I just say that because I cook these really mean burgers at home. And, uh, and, uh, my what's the secret? Well, um, do it, cook it with love. Love. Yeah, cook it with love, man. That's the big secret. All right. And, all right. Uh, and, and brioche buns. Gotcha. Brioche, yeah, brioche buns are necessary all the time. It's a game changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's the, uh, the last TV show you watched? Um, the last TV show that I watched uh, was the, the Last Dance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just finished up yesterday. With MJ, um, I you know I'm a I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge basketball head. Big NBA fan. I, I I had Wizard season tickets. I'm a huge basketball head. Yeah, yeah. What's the last book you read? The last book that I read is um, The Outpost by Jake Tapper. Oh, okay. Uh, a story about a forward operating base in uh, Nuristan. Uh, region in Afghanistan that uh, was like really uh, they dropped these guys off with basically like minimal support minimal supplies and they had to hold this position for years and the base was eventually overrun extremely dangerous uh, base I had a a friend who was actually stationed there who won a bronze star um, there and it's uh, it's a pretty amazing story of like American heroism oh man that's awesome the outpost definitely gonna have to uh, check that one out Mm mm-hmm uh, cool. David Megida, that is it for today. Thank you again so much for coming on Move the District. Uh, why don't you let everyone know how they can connect with you, find you uh, all over the uh, interwebs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first thing that you should do is you should go to www.trainatelevate.com or elevateintervalfitness.com. Get yourself your uh, elevated home daily digital workout set up. Um, and that's just, just 59 bucks to get started. And after that, you can check out our live classes as well. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at, at train at elevate. You can, uh, also check out my book, the essentials of obstacle race training. You can find that on Amazon, Barnes and Noble books, a million my, by my publisher, human kinetics or wherever fine books are sold. And, uh, yeah, everywhere. he's everywhere. Yeah. Check us out, man. Once we get the studio back open, come and try your free introductory workout. Get your uh, month trial of classes set up. And uh, yeah, we're going to do this thing. Cool. Love it. Thanks again, David. And uh, we'll definitely be talking soon. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to learn more.
Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.